Oh, come on, let's give him great praise. Come on, let's worship him for a few more moments. Every praise belongs to Jesus. Every praise belongs to Jesus. Come on, let's do that. Let's give him a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen, it feels good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray for a few more moments. Come on, there's a wonderful atmosphere of Jesus in this house. And whatever you have need of, it is possible here tonight. God, we give you glory and we give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Matthew, chapter 21. Amen. How many is thankful for what God did this last weekend? Amen. It's like spiritual momentum. Amen. We're just going to keep on moving forward. And uh, I'm just excited about what God's going to do next. Amen. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 21. I feel to preach something very specific here tonight. And uh, it's already been confirmed a few times. And so I want to do my best to deliver it to us. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 21. The Bible says this, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done unto the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Amen. He said, if you have faith, in another text he says, the size of a mustard seed. You can say to the mountain, be thou removed and moved yonder hence, and it will be done. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. If the mountain doesn't move. If the mountain doesn't move. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray. Come on, we're going to pray. There's a wonderful atmosphere of faith in this house. And we do believe that anything and all things are possible to those that believe. And God, I'm praying that you would help me to expound on this message here tonight and to bless your people. God, put something into the culture, amen, of our church that would help us to continue to grow and to be what you have called us to be for this city and for this region, for your kingdom, amen, all throughout this region and beyond in Jesus' wonderful name. Oh, come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If the mountain doesn't move, that title seems contradictory to the statement that Jesus just made. Because Jesus would say, if you got faith the size of a mustard seed, 
if you believe and you doubt not, you can speak to the mountain and it can be removed out of your life. I want to say on the outset of this message that I believe that 100,000%. Amen. Does anybody else believe that faith can do anything? But I, I, I've, got to, I've got to do my best to help us to understand the, the entirety of, of, of the gospel. And there is more to it than, than what we often like to look towards. Man, there are things that we use as candy sticks, if you will, because they're sweet to the taste and we enjoy them. And I think that these are good and in order. But we need the whole counsel of God as well. We see that there is a debate that goes on in Scripture. You may not see them because they're not put directly together. But if you look at Paul's writings and you look at James' writings, it seems, as with my title tonight, that they are contradictory because you would have Paul writing and he would say that we are not saved by works, lest any man should boast. And Paul would say that we are saved by faith, and we are saved by grace through faith. Amen. There's, and that is 100% true. And then James comes on the scene, and he begins to write down these words, and he says that faith without works is dead. Amen. James is writing, and it seems as if they are combating one another, that they are bringing about two completely different perspectives. But the truth is they are working hand in hand to give us the whole counsel of God. Amen. It is Paul that is reminding people, that you are not saved based on your efforts or based on your work. He is reminding them that salvation is not something that you can work towards or work for or earn. There's nothing you can pay. There's no amount of money. He wants to remind the people that it was with the precious blood of Christ, amen, a lamb without spot or without wrinkle, that you and I have been redeemed. Is anybody thankful for that? I want you to know there's not enough money that can buy your way into heaven. There's not enough Hail Marys or bead rubbing you can do to get into heaven. There's not enough, amen, that we have in ourselves to save ourselves. We need the blood of Jesus. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. We've got to have, we've got to have faith. Uh, amen. Faith in what? We've got to have faith in God. For the Bible would tell us in Hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to please God. There's people that are trying to please God tonight without faith. And I want you to know that you are trying to combat with an impossibility. You've got to have faith, not just faith in yourself, not faith in your intellect, not faith in the amount of money you do or don't have, not faith in your righteousness or lack thereof, but you've got to have faith in Jesus. There's got to be faith. Amen. But there's people that have misunderstood 
what Paul is saying when he's saying we are not saved by works. We have, we have, they, there has been so many people that have abused that concept that, that, that you don't have to, that, that, that we aren't saved by works. Let me just say this, amen, as I try to reconcile between Paul and between James, amen, there's not enough work that you can do or I can do to be saved, but you will not be saved without working. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. There is not enough work, effort, money, things that we can do or no, don't do, righteous or unrighteous, amen, that can purchase our salvation, amen. But the Bible itself would declare that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and with trembling, amen. It's faith and it's works. It's not either or. If I could break it down in another word, it's the intersection of faith and faithfulness. My Bible would say Jesus one day will look at his servants and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. What is he saying? Is that you were faithful to the faith that you received. In other words, you were one that had received the faith, but you did something with the faith. You worked out your salvation through the faith that you received. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify him here tonight. Come on, come on, let's magnify him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We got to have it both, church. Uh, somebody pray right now. God, help me to have faith, uh, but help me to be faithful. Oh, let's pray for a few more moments. God, I got to have faith. I got to have faith. I can't please you without faith. But Lord, uh, at the end of it all, I want you to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Faith is required to please God. But faith has an expression, as James would tell us. Because James was dealing with people that said, well, I don't have to do any work. And James said, you can tell me you have faith, but I will show you my faith by my works. James was combating with a mindset that had faith being nothing more than a religious statement. It was nothing more than a religious well-wishing to tell somebody, oh, I believe, uh, or I have faith about. Uh, amen. He put it down in logical terms. Uh, he said it's like the individual that says, uh, amen, be thou warmed, be thou clothed, be thou fed, and yet does not provide the things that are necessary. Uh, he is saying, oh, don't you understand uh, that faith without Backing it up with faithfulness uh, is dead. Uh, amen. In other words, you got to put some feet to your faith. Uh, amen. There's got to come a moment where it moves uh, from faith being a mental ascent uh, to going to my heart. Uh, and from my heart, it starts coming out my mouth uh, and out my actions. Uh, amen. Faith has got to become uh, and convert itself into a life uh, of faithfulness. We must have faith. But we cannot have faith as the religious world, just well-wishing. Mountains can be removed by faith. Let me preach about it. We sang about he's the God that can move mountains. I want to help you here tonight that faith can move mountains. 
We do have to have that level where we get outside of our human intellect and say, there's some things I don't understand and I can't comprehend and I can't do it by myself. So I've got to believe in something as I preach on Sunday. Somebody higher than me, something greater than me. I've got a a God in heaven that can move mountains. And all I've got to do is have the faith the size of a mustard seed. In other words, you don't have to have a whole lot, uh, but you got to have it placed in the right position. Uh, it's not placed in me. I don't have faith in me that big, uh, but I've got faith in God. Uh, and he said all things are possible to those that believe in God. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. We've got to have faith because if we don't have faith, then we will only surrender to humanism human intellect, what man can do by themselves. I don't want to put my trust or my faith in what man can do. Amen. I want to put my faith and my trust in what God can do. This is this is the greatest challenge. Amen. Because we see this in in the in Genesis chapter 11 with the Tower of Babel. There was nothing wrong with them building a tower, but what they were doing is they were saying we will build a tower to heaven. In other words, we will get to heaven without God. Without the help of God. Amen. And this is not what I am talking about here today. Amen. I'm not talking about doing something without God because faith in God is needed to move mountains. Amen. Mountains can be removed by faith. Amen. I want you to know, and let me be clear here tonight, all mountains that you face in life can be removed by faith in God. Does anybody believe that here tonight? All mountains, not some, not a few, but all mountains can be removed by faith in God. I want to put my faith and my trust and my hope in God. All mountains can be removed by faith in God. But not all mountains will be removed. And that's... That right there is the intersection. All mountains can be moved. You've got to have faith. But there is the reality where the rubber meets the road that not all mountains will be moved. And what do you do when you collide with this understanding? Because there's part of us that wants to, wants to do what Jesus is saying and have faith and not doubt. And, and, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray. I'm preaching to somebody right now. And it does not budge an inch. Am I the only one that's ever been there? I have fasted, and I have prayed, and I have not doubted. And I know there's some people who want to blame my faith, but I don't need a lot. I just need the grain of a mustard seed, and, and I've got, I got at least that much faith. I, I believe God that much. I may not believe him as much as other people, but I know I've got at least a grain of a mustard seed of faith. And yet, sometimes the mountain doesn't move. Let's pray for just a moment. I believe God's going to unlock a revelation for somebody here tonight.
I believe that God's going to help some folks move beyond where they have been. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be stuck at this mountain pass forever. I'm not going to be stuck, amen, at the base of this mountain forever. I'm not going to be trapped here and spend the next 25, 30 years, amen, at the base of this mountain because I, I'm just saying move, 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 and nothing's moving. Not all mountains will be moved. And that is a, that is a hard collision of faith and faithfulness. Because we are told and we are taught, and I think this church has a very strong faith. Do you believe that? I, I believe that about you. I hope you believe that about yourself. I, I believe this is a group of people that have some of the most faith that I have seen in the United States of America. Amen. And I think that it came because of the DNA that was placed here. Amen. Brother Buxton is a faith preacher. Amen. I think that it's important that we never lose that. Can I help you here today? We can never lose our faith. Our faith is what pleases God. But then there's moments where we have to take that faith and we've got to convert it and take it a little deeper because faith the size of a mustard seed. What is the mustard seed? It's the smallest of all herbs, smallest of all seeds. And he said, but when you plant it, as Jesus would say, it grows into the greatest tree, birds, amen, lodge in it. It's the greatest of all herbs. We have got to take that seed of faith that we have that pleases God. And there are moments like this where it seems like nothing is happening. But let me help you here today. What God is really doing is God is allowing our faith to mature and to go from seed form into tree form. And God is causing us to go from the smallest herb, amen, the smallest seed to being the the greatest. What am I preaching to you? I'm preaching that when we convert our faith and we combine it with faithfulness, amen, there is no mountain that can withstand us. If the mountain doesn't move, amen, I've come to preach to us here tonight. If the mountain doesn't move, it is time for you and I to move the mountain. Let me say it again. If the mountain does not move and we know we've got faith and we're doing it right, if the mountain does not move, I have made it up in my mind. My faith has matured to the level that if the mountain does not move, I, with the help of God, will move this mountain. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. There are moments, Paul, where you got a thorn in the flesh and you pray three times. A man that was a missionary and an apostle to apostles, the chiefest of the apostles, as he would write, has more faith than you or I combined, spoken tongues more than they all. He prayed three times that the thorn in the flesh might be removed. That's a mountain. That's a problem. That's a trial. That's an issue. That's a situation. Situation, and he prayed, remove it. But God said, no, if I remove every mountain in your life, you'll never learn how to climb mountains. If I... 
if I remove every thorn in your side, amen, you'll get big, you'll get so, such a big head, you'll fall over. If I remove every mountain in your life, I will remove the very thing that is causing you to grow. Don't pray, amen, that all trouble goes away. Pray, Lord, help me to climb this mountain. Pray, God, help me with your strength and with your might, with the God that helps the overwhelmed. Give me the right tools to be able to overcome this mountain. Would you lift up your hands so let's pray. Come on, that's it. I, I didn't come to preach, amen, a, a long message. Amen, if, if the mountain doesn't move, you got to be willing to move the mountain. Amen, I got faith. It's not wavering. I believe God can do anything. But sometimes there is a thorn that God doesn't remove. And I've got to say, okay, God, I got to get past this. I got to get over this. Whatever I got to do, I got to get through this. Mountains that don't move are like Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Praying that this cup, if it were possible, let it be removed. But nevertheless, nevertheless, Lord, I will obey. Not my will, but thy will be done. Sometimes it's when the mountain doesn't move that he makes a real Christian out of you and I. Sometimes it's when the mountain doesn't move that he creates the strength that we need to really be the Christian and the minister and the helper and the saint that he needs us to be. Sometimes it's the thorns of the flesh that don't leave our side that get us and keep us out of our comfort zone. Amen. Sometimes it's that mountain that doesn't move that causes us to elevate and to go to another level. Sometimes it's the mountain that doesn't move uh, that causes us to get out of the valley the shadow of death. Uh, sometimes it's the mountain that doesn't move uh, that causes us to grow, uh, amen, numerically as a church. Uh, sometimes it's the mountain that doesn't move uh, that creates in me a clean heart and renews a right spirit in me. Uh, sometimes it's the mountain that doesn't move uh, that causes me to be a prayer warrior uh, when I couldn't say a five-minute prayer before. Uh, sometimes it's the mountain that doesn't move uh, that causes me to believe God for things I never thought possible. Somebody lift up your hands and give him praise. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray for a few moments. That mountain will move one way or another. That mountain will move one way or another. The year was 1960, and the people, the people living, there's some folks living in a little area called Galore in India, and, 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 and there was an individual, his name was Manhi, and he lived there with his family, and there was a mountain that blocked them from getting to basic needs such as hospitals, schools, and water supplies, and Manhi he would, he would climb the mountain every day to go to work in the fields of a landlord on the other side of the mountain just so he could feed his family. His wife would bring him lunch in the afternoons trekking up the side of the treacherous mountain. And one such afternoon, his wife, amen, was late and he started getting angry. But when she got there, she was bleeding and she was injured badly. When his wife fell into tears, 
Jesus. Amen. She said, I fell down the slope of the mountain and I injured my leg. It was this incident that caused man he to decide to take matters into his own hands. He sold the family's three goats to buy himself a hammer and a chisel and some crowbars. Amen. And he started to carve a road through the mountain. All he wanted was for his people to have access to the basic amenities of life. And the villages around him started laughing and scoffing at him. Others called him a madman. They started writing papers about him. And nothing, I want to help somebody here tonight, nothing would deter man he. He kept at it with his hammer, with his chisel, and with his crowbar. And he would keep going. And daily he'd go and earn his wages. And by the time he got back, he'd take his chisel and his hammer out. And on his way home climbing the mountain, he'd begin to chisel away at that mountain. And it didn't seem like it was doing a whole lot. He was working by hand. He was working in the dark. He was working in the cold. There was not a lot of fanfare. He got mocked. He got made fun of. They all thought he was crazy. He had to light a fire. And and by night, he didn't have electricity. He didn't have what other people had on the easier side of the mountain. But one piece at a time, man, he began to chisel away at the mountain slowly, steadily. I know there's not a lot of fanfare there because we want to have fire fall from heaven. But it was little by little, day by day, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, one Sunday here, one Wednesday there, and this man chiseled away. He had faith, but guess what else he had? He had faithfulness that said one way or another, this mountain is going to move. And after 22 years, A year before his death, there was a highway that made it through the mountain. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on, ARC, we're praying right now. Faith moves mountains, but sometimes faith moves me. Faith moves mountains, but sometimes faith causes me to move and get out of my comfort zone. Faith moves mountains, but sometimes faith causes me to get my climbing gear and begin to climb up that mountain. Faith moves mountains, but sometimes it causes me, amen, to grow in my faith and become faithful and and, and keep at it day in and day out, week in and week out, service after service, prayer meeting after prayer meeting. Amen. There's something that happens when somebody says, this mountain doesn't move, but I've got enough faith to say it will move one way or another. Let's stand across the building and lift up our hands. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, you can speak to that mountain. You can say, be removed. Amen. And, and, and there's moments in life where, where you got faith and you prayed and it's not moving. But God's saying, let me move you past this mountain range. Let me get you from the base of the mountain. Let me get you to a higher vantage point. Let me help you. Amen. God wants to help us. Amen. To go beyond. Amen. Just having faith in, in, in word. But now he wants us to have faith in deed and faith in action.
What do you do if the mountain doesn't move? Does that mean you got weak faith? If the mountain doesn't move, does that mean that your God is weak? If the mountain doesn't move, does that mean God gave up on you? See, there's some people, that's exactly what they start deducing. Mountains aren't moving, so I, I must be the problem. Mountains aren't moving, so maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's God that's the problem. Or maybe the mountain won't move, and there's no problem about it. But God is giving us an ability, and God is giving us an opportunity to say, Lord, I will be faithful in this matter anyways. If that mountain doesn't move after a prayer meeting, I'll be here praying tomorrow. What's really more faith? The one-time prayer where fire falls from heaven? That's powerful. I think we all want moments like that, don't we? I know I do. I always want that, man. I want to have... I want to have a life full of that. But how many can say and testify, you live for God for a while, that doesn't happen every day. Okay. All right. If it's happening for you, please pray for me. If fire falls from heaven, every time you, every time you pray, please pray for me and don't pray fire on me, all right? Brother Mark will have to come put me out. There's moments where you can pray and the faith just goes. And I can't explain it. There's, there's no rhyme or reason. There is, there is no understanding why all of a sudden, boom, this person gets healed. But you're still sick. I wish I had the answer. I don't. But I learned through Scripture this connection, intersection between faith and faithfulness. It says, God, I have the faith. But I've also got the faithfulness to back it up. Lord, if this mountain doesn't move, either you're going to move me away from this mountain or God you're going you're gonna to give me the faith to climb this mountain or to dig through this mountain I feel Jesus in this house I know that's, that's not always the shout worthy message right there but God if the mountain doesn't move I've made it up in my mind I'm still going to be said well done thou good and faithful servant if the mountain doesn't move, God, that's all right. I'm still going to love you. If the mountain doesn't move, I'm still going to serve you with my whole heart, God. If the mountain doesn't move, I am going to make it up in my mind that I will move. I feel Jesus praying in this house. I feel him in this house right now. There's some people right now you are facing impossibilities. You are facing things that are insurmountable and you don't know how you're going to get through it. Uh, I want to tell you, if you can if you can link up with God right now, your faith can link up with God and say, okay, Lord, I've made up my mind. I'm going to be faithful no matter what. Uh, I want you to know that God is going to help you uh, amen, surpass that mountain. Uh, amen. It might be that he moves it out of your way. Uh, it might be that he gives you the strength and the equipment to climb it uh, or the equipment to cut through that mountain. Uh, but every day you pick up that chisel and you say God until you move that mountain I'm going to be praying here moving this mountain until you move that mountain I'm going to be here climbing it until you move that mountain I'm going to have faithfulness working in my life I want to open up this altar would you come and pray 
Come on, right now, what you're doing is you're saying, God, I want to show you how deep my faith really is. My faith is deep enough to say, Lord, even if that mountain don't move, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be working at it. I'm going to be working at it. I'm going to be working on my faith. I'm going to be building on my faith. I'm going to be strengthening my faith. I'm going to come on. I'm going to be walking with you. I'm going to be faithful with you. Keep on climbing. Keep on chiseling. It might take a long time, but one way or another, this mountain will be removed. Let's pray. Maybe you're facing something that's so, God, I don't know what. Every service you come, you're chiseling away. That's faith, honey. That's faith. Every service you come and pray, you're chiseling away. That's faith. Don't, don't let anybody mock you. Don't, don't let the devil mock you. Uh, that's faith. Uh, amen. I, my, I'm showing my faith. Uh, my faith is tangible tonight. Let's pray for a few more moments. Jesus, would you move in this house? God, give me the courage, amen, to climb this mountain, to push through this mountain, God, whatever it might be, whatever you whatever you have for me. If there's a lesson I need to learn at the base of this mountain, God, I, I'm okay with that, God. Just help me to understand it. Help, help me to figure it out, God. If you're trying to build my faith at mountain. That's all right. I'm willing to go through it. I'm willing amen, to chisel away at it. If I'm getting an opportunity for proving I am a good and faithful servant, I will do it. right now God's moving on us I will be faithful Lord come on that's it I will be faithful Lord the mountain seems too tall but I'll be faithful Lord it seems too wide to get through but I'll be faithful Lord come on that's it let's pray
Let's pray for just a few moments. Come on, there's some folks you face in some mountains. But God's giving you an opportunity to make your faith tangible. Chisel away at it. Chisel away at it. somebody here tonight. We're going to continue to pray in a moment. Faith moves mountains, but so does faithfulness. Faith moves mountains, but faithfulness climbs them. And there's a level of spiritual maturity where we say, okay, God, what kind of mountain am I facing right now? There are people that have been stunted. I'm not saying, I don't know of anybody in particular, but there's people that have been stunted in their faith and their growth for so long because they've been speaking to something. Move, move, move. And at their feet, there's climbing gear that God provided for them. And he's saying, I'm giving you an opportunity to grow. I'm giving you an opportunity to go to another level. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Church, what God has been doing for the last several years is God has been giving us climbing gear. I've been praying at the church today, and I've been asking God, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to come from a position that seems contradictory to the word, and, and then, then God connected this all together. Uh, amen. It's, 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 it's when God puts something in our court, uh, and he puts something in our hands, uh, and he says, I've given it to you, now do something with it. Reminded of a story, Mount Everest, the largest, tallest mountain above sea level. Did you know there's not a mountain on earth that hasn't been climbed? So when you look at your mountain, say it's impossible. And then later, Jesus says, with God, with God, all things are possible. God, there's no way it's insurmountable. You know how many people said that about Mount Everest? It's not possible. There are no people that are missing limbs that have climbed it. All it took is one person to say, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm reminded of a story. There's a, you look this up later, it's pretty interesting. If you like mountains and stuff, I do. There's this location on Mount Everest called Green Boots. Anybody ever heard of it? Green Boots? Okay. Green Boots, what a weird name. It's because there's a place where a climber didn't make it. He quit and gave up right there. And all that's sticking out of the snow is these green boots. And when the climbers get to green boots, they have two decisions to make. Number one, either I summit this mountain now, or number two, I turn back. Or I will end up like green boots. There's people right now, you're at that place. God, I can either climb it and go higher, or I just turn around and go home. This is where faith is in action. If you will be with me, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
I will fear no evil. If you brought me to this mountain, you're either going to move this mountain or you're going to move me over this mountain. Would you lift up your hands one more time as we pray? I will not quit. I will be faithful to the end. He that endureth to the end, that makes it all the way, they shall be saved. Those that don't look at the mountain and say it's insurmountable and I can't compass it, they're the ones that say, no, I've got faith that if this mountain doesn't move, God's going to move me over this mountain. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. He's in this house. Climb, 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 climb. I'll say yes. Yes, I agree. 
Ghost getting out of my vantage point. Jesus in this house, church. There's some people that are going to get some different scenery after tonight. You have come past this mountain long enough. I'm getting past it. I have come past it. I've gone around it, but I am going to get past it tonight. Change the scenery, God. You know, earthquakes can move mountains. Tectonic shifting of plates can move mountains. Earthquakes. Volcanic eruptions. They can move mountains. Tsunami can come in and cover it. And, the, and all of that can happen. But you know one of the number one things that move mountains? Erosion. Drip. Drip. Drip, drip. I know we like the explosive moments where it just, it's gone. Sometimes it's just that service. Drip, drip, drip. And you've been staring at it, it seems so big, and then all of a sudden, there's just one drop. It was the last drop, and that whole mountain begins to slide down. And every high thing that had exalted itself, the Bible says, is brought low. And what was so imposing in your life that you thought you'd never get through it? Drip, drip, drip. Now you can see a different scenery. One more time, would you lift up your hands? Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you today. Thank you. You're a God that still moves mountains. But Lord, I'm grateful you're a God that still moves me. And Lord, I, I, I dedicate my life. To, if all it is is just that little chiseling, and if all it is is that little erosion on what I'm facing, and that little drip, 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 I make it up in my mind one way or another this mountain's going to move. And I dedicate my life, God, amen, to serving you with faith and faithfulness. 
pray, God, as your people continue to walk in faith and in faithfulness, God, that you would continue to bless them, change the scenery, God. There's things that are in their life right now that are overwhelming, God. And I'm praying that with your help, and I'm believing with your help, all those things are going to be removed from our view. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. If you want to keep praying, you're welcome to keep praying. Amen. But if 